98.3 on local current affairs program Subject ACT, where we explore our community from a curious and informed perspective. My name is Becca Posterino, Executive Producer of the program. Lovely to have your company. According to the Australian Institute of Criminology, on average, at least one woman a week is killed by a partner or former partner in Australia. In February 2015, Tara Costigan was brutally attacked by her former partner in a white rage with an axe while her younger sister watched her bleed to death, helpless. The destruction this single act generated in the Costigan family is immeasurable. Beyond the shock and the grief, Michael Costigan, uncle of Tara Costigan, who was allegedly murdered by her ex-partner at her home in Cornwall in February 2015, formed the Tara Costigan Foundation in an effort to address the issue of domestic and family violence. At its core, the Foundation aims to support victims of domestic and family violence by providing tangible support through the Tara's Angels Caseworker Service. The holistic approach is designed to build self-esteem beyond the post-crisis period. Michael Costigan, the CEO of the Tara Costigan Foundation, said, If we want to see different results in our lives, in our communities, in our relationships, then we must change our belief systems. Our beliefs form our attitudes. Our attitudes are the triggers for our emotions. Our emotions drive our behaviours, and it is our behaviours that deliver our results. Recently, I had the privilege of attending the Tara Costigan Foundation Ladies' Lunch Garden Party in Canberra, where locals united in support of the foundation and the vital work they offer the community. I also asked various members of the ACT community to share their insights on how best to address domestic and family violence. I spoke to CEO Michael Costigan, who reveals his personal battle beyond grief and how the Tara Costigan Foundation is helping to rebuild the lives of not only those personally touched by Tara's death, but for all victims and their families of domestic and family violence. I also speak to a survivor of domestic and family violence, Marlene Tai, who shares her personal story leading to her work with the Tara Costigan Foundation. You're listening to 2XXFM 98.3 on local current affairs program, Subject ACT. Stay with us now for my conversation with CEO of the Tara Costigan Foundation, Michael Costigan, and survivor of domestic and family violence, Marlene Tai. My name is Becca Posterino, presenter of the program. Lovely to have your company today. Welcome to the studio, Marlene and Michael. Thanks, Thank Becca. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today. Just to give insight to the listeners, on your website, it states, on the 28th of February 2015, Tara Marie Costigan was killed by her former partner with an axe as she held her eight-day-old baby girl. Her nine- and 11-year-old sons were powerless to stop as they watched on. Tara's 18-year-old baby sister and her boyfriend were also injured as they bravely fought off the attack. Two women are killed in Australia each week as a result of family violence, while Tara is just one of those women. The circumstances of her death have led to her becoming a symbol of both grief and hope. The community response and demand for change has led to the formation of a positive legacy and the establishment of the unique Tara's Angels Caseworker Service that supports victims for up to two years as they rebuild their lives and break the cycle of violence. Tara's story is a tragedy and this foundation was inspired to be a legacy for women and families impacted by domestic and family violence. What is at the heart of this tragedy, Michael? Why did this happen? Oh, gosh. There's a question for all of Australia. Um, I I believe it's multifaceted. When I came back to 
Australia. I came back, I was in Malaysia, living in Malaysia, and I came back within two days of Tara's murder. And I had no idea what to do. I just knew that um, my father had died one year and one day before that, and he was a, a much revered patriarch in our family. And he, when he passed away, as the eldest, I became. And you know, in some families it doesn't mean anything, but in our family, that patriarchal matriarchal fabric is very strong, mm-hmm. and it's and it's and it's it's bound together by love and all the rest of it. So, so I came back to that, and and really, I spent the first three months trying to understand and to get answers to that very question you just asked. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know what. Why and how did this happen to Tara? Why was it happening to one woman every 4.9 days? Why is it that every three hours a woman is hospitalised? And I know we're talking about women and you get all sorts of people out there and they say, what about the men? What about this? And we, go, we know all about that. We're not, we're not denying all of that. But we also can't deny that it's well over 90% of these victims are women. Mm. So that's the biggest problem, mm. whether we like it or not. And, and it... It is what it is. And I know that with the LGBTIQ community and with Indigenous and Marlene can talk more about that. But these, that question is the question mm. we have to ask. Mm. Why does this happen? Mm. How is this mm. happening over and over and over again? Are we, not, are we desensitized to this that we can see so much of it? Um, and, and probably the biggest change for me, Becca, was... Uh, right up until when Tara was murdered, family violence was something that was on the TV or in the newspaper, mm. and I could easily switch it off. And once you switch it off, it's no longer mm. there. But when it happens to your family, mm. it's never gone. Mm. It's never, ever gone. And every time I see something on, on the radio and, you know, like that young lady, Scott, in in Leeton mm. and... And I know that's not family violence, that was just straight-out violence, but it's, it's all linked, it's all the same stuff. We have a culture. It's interconnected. Yeah, everything is, is connected. And every single one of us have played a part in creating the culture that we have in Australia. And so, therefore, every single one of us must contribute somehow. I've got my role now, mm. and you know I've never been more passionate and purposeful in all my life, but it was certainly not a gig I would have put my hand up for. How is your family coping in the aftermath of this tragedy? Depends, depends on which day and what time of day you ask. So it's, it comes and goes. We had a, you know, there was a pretty significant story that great Tracy Grimshaw did on, on their current affair. And, and, and I just want to say she was wonderful. She was just such a brilliant mm. interview. And she cared for my mum in that interview with such sensitivity it was amazing so she was a true true professional but that day i i had anxiety all day mm. and i didn't really know why and it was a fantastic story and i think you know it's it's all been positive but so we you wake up some days and some days are diamonds some mm. days are stone mm. you know and it's true and and you can't predict it what has the foundation meant for you michael and your family Oh gosh, it was a no-brainer. Like we come back, it was it was funny. We were sitting in my sister's uh, lounge room, and 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 we were sitting in there with the perpetrator who did this. His mother and his sisters were there as well. So we, you know, we we're all caught up in this. Mm. It's not it's not their side and our side, whatever. We're just all caught up in this. 
And, and the family said, right, we're going to start a foundation. Uh, you're running it, Mike. And, uh, and, and it was just literally, it was, it was a no-brainer. We, we kind of all knew we were doing it beforehand. Mm. So for us, our family is very service-oriented, and that starts from way, way back. My father used to grow way too many veggies in the garden, <laughs> give them away to all the neighbours. You know? So we've always been community-focused in one way, shape, or another. And, and it's absolutely wonderful to get all of the feedback and the lovely things that people say about what we're doing. And, we, and, we, and please don't stop that. that. That is good encouragement. But for us, it's, this is just a no-brainer. I'm just doing what Dad would do. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what Tara would do. This is, this is very normal, albeit it's not something you would actually manufacture for yourself in terms of vocationally. But yes. it's just like I can't imagine myself doing anything else for yeah. the rest of my life. It's become your your path in a way yeah and i used to used to be involved in because i've done a lot of leadership development and i'm a mm. and i'm an executive coach and other things you know so i spend a lot of time helping people to to think about things and 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 their attitude towards things and it would be very very easy for me and my family to just you know curl up on the lounge and drink too much red wine or something and and everyone would say yeah fair enough it's there'd fair be enough, acceptance yeah. in yeah, that. Yeah, there's there'd an acceptance a, for that. Societal acceptance yeah. in that response. And yeah. But you, for me, that doesn't achieve anything mm. apart from liver damage. And part of this path that you're now walking upon has has a direct connection to Tara in some way. Her mm. spirit lives within you as you connect to the society. Yeah. Look, everything I've done in my life, I've worked in the television industry, I've worked with the ACT Cancer Society, I worked in the pharma industry, and then I had my own business for a good 13, 14 years before this happened to Tara. And and all of that experience has has held me in good stead yes. for the I couldn't be better prepared for it. Um <clears throat> But the difference is, you know, whenever I'm going to work, whenever I'm going here or there or wherever to do my job, whatever that job was, I was always going somewhere else for someone else to do something that they wanted done. And so for the first time in my life, I wake up every day and I work for family and I work for for friends and Mm -hmm. for people, you know, it's like with Marlene, you know, like she she is just automatically a part of our family now you know we, we that's the way we are and it's the way we should be together we are strong is a is is a very simple and precise kind of tagline but putting into action in practical mm. terms it's incredibly incredibly powerful, powerful. Mm. you know this to get, I tell the story of people if you know those draft horses you know the big horses <laughs> with the hairy feet they they can drag <laughs> Uh, a, a, an average dra- draft horse can drag one ton of concrete mm. behind them. If you put two draft horses together, you'd think it would be two, maybe a bit more. It's more. Four ton. And, and, and that's the thing. When Marlene's energy, when Nadia's energy, when we all put that together, you create this unseen energy mm. that, is, that is more powerful. Mm. And, you know, and Rosie Batty started this. Yeah. Rosie is the one that, that she just came out and she spoke from the heart mm. to those people so soon after Luke had been mm. so brutally murdered. And and that's what caught people's imagination, mm. and that was just beautiful. And and we have to keep Momentum. doing that. And I believe that there's a whole cast of thousands, maybe millions, out there that want to say the things that we are saying now, mm. but for whatever reason, you know, people are holding back. People don't want to give too much for fear of getting hurt, for fear, whatever it is. Yes. But 
I just think that if we just step up and give, and more to the point, love and respect. Mm. Love and respect is the thing that we need. You know, gender inequality, yes, is is a huge part of violence that that exists in family violence. But gender inequality is the result of a lack of love and respect. Mm. This is all about love and respect. So, you know, our the Tara Costigan Foundation with Marlene and with everyone else who's involved, we are not an anti-family violence organisation. We are a a pro-love and a pro-respectful relationships organisation. And so that's the culture that we want to create. Positive culture. Yeah. You can't... You're not on the defence. You you can't... Yeah, well, you can't can't dwell on the reverse of an idea. Mm. You know, you can't can't just say, I don't want to do that anymore Mm. because you're focused on what you don't want to do. So you've got to turn it and you've got to say, what do I want to do and focus entirely on that Mm. and just, just... you give it your all without really knowing where it's going, but you know that if I keep going down that track, I'm going to get better answers. You know that attitude and you know that energy that yeah. you want to bring to that. Yeah, and I've been doing all of this yes. you know, leadership development, personal development, all this stuff for for decades, and now all of a sudden it's being applied to something, <laughs> something that I so would important. never have imagined. Michael, I'm sure that both Tara and your father would be... Absolutely proud of what you're yeah. doing. Um, you can Thank hear you. you can hear the passion and the the purpose in your voice. So, I, I hope it inspires listeners to to share or to seek support if that's the Absolutely. position that they're in. Absolutely. So. And and can I just say Thank too you. that there are so many wonderful organisations in Canberra and around Australia. All of the help that a victim needs or a survivor needs. Mm-hmm. All of the help and all of the services that they need are there. Mm. We as a foundation, we're not duplicating services. We're not interested in creating something that's already out there. We are interested in promoting these services that are out Mm. there and maximising the services so that we're all together and strong and and helping Mm. more and more people. So that's – and that Tara's Angels is – is very much about coordination as much as as it is about delivering a service, Mm. which which we are not actually physically delivering ourselves. You're a hub and you're um, yep. a, a strong ambassador and communication hub for those services that already yeah. exist. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like your your reach is, as you said, inspiring leadership. Yeah, look, I'm, look, I'm, a, I, I'm a professional networker. I'm a, I'm a communicator. I'm severely underpaid social worker, a, a cheerleader, whatever you want to call it, you know. Like, and and my my thing is I'm good at speaking, I'm good at writing, I'm good we at connecting that. with people, and, and that's it. And that's why I have Nadia and other people that yeah. can keep me organised because otherwise <laughs> it'll be all over the shop. You're listening to 2XXFM 98.3 on Local Current Affairs Program Subject ACT, where we delve into issues that impact our local community. My name is Becca Posterino, executive producer of the program. That was my conversation with Tara Costigan Foundation CEO, Michael Costigan, and survivor of domestic and family violence, Marlene Tai, sharing her personal story and connection to the foundation. Next, we continue with our conversation with Michael and Marlene and also hear from various community members on the need to address domestic and family violence. You're listening to 2XXFM 98.3 on local current affairs program, Subject ACT. I'm Becca Posterino. Marlene, if I could invite you into the discussion now, I'm yeah. really grateful that you've um, agreed to come into the studio today and I feel a little bit out of my depth, but if I can speak from the heart and just ask you to share your story as a survivor of domestic and family violence, 
uh, with us in whatever way feels right for you right now. Thanks for having me. Um, in 2013, September, I finished work and when I'm in, like that night, me and my boyfriend at the time had argument and I asked him to leave and then he just picked up the hammer and hit me in the face with it. Um, yeah, and as a result of that, I lost my eye and I've got scarring on my face and many other injuries that happen as well. What are those other injuries that I can't see, that um, our listeners can't see, but maybe you'd like to share those injuries? Yeah, um, well, because he hit me on the cheekbone and all that, he, I ended up with 11 plates in my face and I've lost a nerve on my left side of my face where I can't smile proper anymore. So, and I've lost, I lost a couple of teeth as well. And, yeah, and the physical scarring that you can see on me. For you to have lived that experience, can you explain how you've come back and sitting in this chair as a survivor and someone who's proactive how did you make that journey? Who helped you? How did you help yourself? Well, it was like, as soon as I woke up out of my induced coma in Canberra Hospital, I, I think that it's what I wanted to do, like get out and have a voice for domestic violence survivors and all that. And it's something I've always wanted to do. And last year, in November... My brother, Dwayne, he worked for Red Cross and so he organised me to go on to an Aboriginal women's con- conference up north and we got to meet other survivors there and we had our discussions and talked about how we can help into the Indigenous communities and that. And then they also organised for me to talk to 7.30 report and tell my story there and then from then on that's when things started to change for me and then yeah I was speaking at a couple of events throughout the year and then I met Michael and where are you doing this now and it's something that I've always wanted to do yeah so I'm pretty happy now because this is something that I've wanted to do all the time and, yeah, I can do it. You're listening to 2XXFM 98.3 on Local Current Affairs Program, Subject ACT, where we delve into issues that impact our local community. My name is Becca Posterino, Executive Producer of the program. That was my conversation with Tara Costigan Foundation CEO, Michael Costigan, and survivor of domestic and family violence, Marlene Tai, sharing her personal story and connection to the foundation. Next, we continue with our conversation with Michael and Marlene and also hear from various community members on the need to address domestic and family violence. You're listening to 2XXFM 98.3 on Local Current Affairs Program, Subject ACT. 
I'm Becca Posterino. Why has this been something that you've wanted to do? Did you have a family history or a community history of domestic and family violence? Is that why you were touched by it so deeply? Yeah, well, I didn't have it in our family. It wasn't a thing, but it was the community violence that I grew up in. And, <coughs> excuse me, and just hoping I can help make a change around there and be able to help the communities and all that to have a voice to make a difference. Marlene, what, what do you think is at the heart of this issue? We can argue that it's um, there's statistics that are bandied around, but there is growing recognition that this is cultural and, and systemic, but largely a cultural issue that we need to, to confront. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I know it's hard because in the communities it's sometimes just swept under the carpet. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's like it, they think it's okay or they don't understand it properly. Well, I never understood it. So I really didn't know what to do and all that until because I wanted to leave, I wanted him to leave, that's when it happened with me. And, yeah, so... When you stood up, that's when it happened. Yeah, and that's how it was always. Every time I stood up to have a voice and having a different opinion, that's when things would happen. Mm-hmm. What is your, your inspiration now to, to give voice and to empower others? What would you like to see change in Australia Overall, what would you like to see change? What do you think we need to do as a society to help combat this crisis? By the families having discussions about it all the time, um, educating our young generation mm. and just letting the women know and the children know and the men and all that know that there is help out there, there is support. Mm. Yeah, and just make sure that our next generations can understand the trauma that it can mm. be with and so they can help stop it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm speaking to Ursula Kohler. Hi there, Becca. Lovely to meet you here today. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, your position and your connection to the Tara Costigan Foundation? My position is Managing Director of Capital EA, Canberra. We are a business of virtual executive assistance and in-person assistance that service Canberra's very busy people, much like Michael Costigan, who's over there. We came on board in the last year, so predominantly the beginning of the year, to help support the Tara Costigan Foundation and in particular to help with the office requirements of TCF and Michael in order to have a very in-line diary and be able to keep up with all the demands that TCF is now undergoing. In your view, how does it feel to watch TCF just grow and evolve as it has done in such a fast and dynamic way? And your involvement in that, obviously, must be really exciting for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's part of the reason why I'm there. I've just been so, so excited by the enormous amount of interest in TCF and also the fact that one person essentially started it and can get something going off the ground and get so many people together to help support this really well-needed cause. And it's becoming a voice and that's what makes me feel so engaged with, with TCF and understanding that their commitment is here to stay and I want to help support it in that way. 
Why is domestic and family violence so important to your organisation? Why have you decided to choose TCF as an organisation that you want to align with? I suppose it's more the interest with women and women that don't feel that they have a voice or the ability to stand up for themselves. Being an EA, the, predominantly the career itself interest is you know, predominantly from women, but there are men out there. And I've always been one, after being an EA for 27 years now, to want to give back and support women in that way. And anything I can do to, to help in that manner, I will go out and, and try and help out. What sort of involvement do you have with TCF? You obviously provide financial support, which is much needed for an organisation that started with one person. How important is that to TCF, to have that substantial sponsor and that substantial platform from which they can grow their organisation? As all non-for-profit organisations know, budget is obviously key to, to their survival and having people support in that manner is what's going to help them continue to grow. My role is essentially to be able to continue that support and help Michael deliver the promises that he's, he's announcing to Canberra's community every day and ensure that he stays connected with people and the engagement further in Canberra. If I wasn't here, I'm sure Canberra, because it is such a beautiful, engaging community, that more other people would come forward. However, yeah, I've just been lucky to approach them at the time and say to them, look, I'd love to be able to help in some way. And for that reason alone, I'm really honoured to be there and, and to be a part of it and to see the action unroll every day and, and to see them to continue to grow, which is really nice. I look forward to hearing more about your involvement with TCF in the future. Thanks so much, Becca. My name is Megan Vercera, and Tara was a really good friend of mine prior to her passing. I've actually joined the Tara Costigan Foundation as a board member, current secretary, because I felt an emotional pull to what the actual Tara Costigan Foundation is aiming to achieve, the actual Tara Costigan services in representation of the angel service. I believe very strongly in Michael Costigan's vision. Exactly. And so I've been affiliated with the Tara Costigan Foundation since its conception. Tara was a close friend of yours. This is close to your heart. I would imagine that that motivation is quite strong in everything you do in connection to, to TCF. Absolutely. Look, I mean, if we actually meet the board or if we have an event much the same as what we've done today, I always often wonder what Tara would think of what it is that we're actually doing, whether or not she'd actually approve. And of course she'd actually approve, but what happened to Tara should happen to nobody. And the Tara Costigan Foundation is really driving that change, I think, with the actual support from the Canberra community, which is fantastic. What was Tara like as a human being? I often get asked this question. She, she was amazing. She was, she was so contagious. Her actual vibe was contagious. She was always laughing about something. The sole purpose for her to actually wake up every morning were her children. She was a fantastic mum and she always put her children prior to anybody. And she was a really big advocate for community ship. So with her employment with Baptist Care, they actually loved her because of the work ethic she had. She was just a really contagious person. She's very much so missed. What's your vision for TCF? What, where would you like to see it? Together We Are Strong is the vision and the mantra. 
that Michael spoke about today, where do you see this foundation changing or catalyzing change for Australia and maybe more globally? Absolutely. That's. I mean, you've obviously hit the nail on the head. We are uh, going off of the McGrath Foundation as well too. And so eventually I'd like to see us as well known as well as being able to provide that service out to those in need, much the same as what the McGrath nurses are also doing for all of our people who are actually suffering from breast cancer. I wish you all the best. Thanks for chatting with 2XXFM today. Perfect. Thanks very much. You're listening to 2XXFM 98.3 on local current affairs program, Subject ACT, where we confront local issues shaping our community. My name is Becca Posterino, the executive producer of the program and 2XXFM current affairs coordinator. That ended my conversation with CEO of the Tara Costigan Foundation, Michael Costigan, and survivor of domestic and family violence, Marlene Tai. We also heard from various guests at the recent Tara Costigan Foundation event who shared their thoughts on the work of the Tara Costigan Foundation. Tomorrow, Doug Dobing presents Tuesday's edition of Subject ACT. And coming up next, Community Radio Network's topical storytelling, All the Best. Join us each weekday, 8.30 till 9am, for more local current affairs on 2XXFM 98.3 or stream us live on www.2XXFM.org.au backslash listen. My name is Becca Posterino. Enjoy your day. Listener.